Good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion. It is uh, Monday morning. Happy Monday, everybody. And welcome to uh, It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. For those that uh, are connected, those that have money, maybe those that can buy their way out of trouble, um, those that have handles on the levers of power, the levers of government, those that have the ability to blackmail others. There's all kinds of ways you can get justice in this country nowadays. But there is one problem with many of those eventually you're going to face the ultimate justice, the ultimate problem, which is your sin. And your sin is against a holy God, a God that is sinless, that is perfect, that is above and beyond all things that we can aspire to be in this life. And you will face him one day. And there's one of two things that are going to happen. Either you will have put your faith and trust in what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you on the cross, or you will not have done that uh, by then when you leave this planet. And you will have a separation from God for eternity, forever. Or when you have put your faith and trust in Christ, you will get to dwell with God forever in a place I cannot imagine how amazing or beautiful or um, it's hard for me to fathom what that's going to really be like. But it will not be what we have here. It will not be full of sin. It will not be full of death. It will not be full of angst and anxiety and um, war God says he will wipe away tears, and uh, it's going to be a beautiful place. So that's our premise here at It's a Religion. We start out with the fact that God created everything. He sustains everything. The reason that we have life is because of God and his creation, not because of some random chance act of nature. And we believe that is the only way that any of this makes any sense. When you look at the Bible and read through it and understand what it says, there's no reason to put your faith and trust in a guy in a white coat that says, hey, soup in millions of years is how we got here, people. Because essentially that's what the theory of evolution boils down to. And those are the two choices. You know, there's a lot of other religions out there. And they fit into the same category as a belief in evolution, in my opinion. They're a belief in men and what men have come up with, not what God has given us. So you have what God has given us on one side, what men have come up with on the other side, and in, and you have a choice between those two things. And you choose wrongly, and again, someday you're going to pay a price for that. How bad that's going to hurt, I don't know. But it sure seems like it's going to hurt pretty badly. You know, I think of the example of uh, in the Bible of... Uh, 
a guy that dies and he can see Abraham afar off comforting someone that he knew. And he's like, Abraham, you know, I help me. Can I come over there? Cause I can't quench my thirst. I have this terrible thirst and I'm in so much pain here. And Abe's like, no, I'm sorry. There's a chasm between the two of us and you can't cross that. And he said, well, go tell my brothers so they don't end up here. And Abe's like, eh, you know what? It's out there. You got to put your faith and trust in the right spot. So, so that's what we try and do here at It's a Religion. We try and encourage people to put their faith in the right place, to put their faith in the right avenue, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you do that, it has a result. It has a something that happens inside of you. The Spirit of God comes to dwell in you and gives you an opportunity to live for Christ. And he calls people to different things. People do different things all the time. Some people are called to preach. Some people are called to teach. Some people are called to give. Some people are called to serve others in many different ways. But it's God's economy, not yours or mine. And it's his ways that we want to exemplify. So there's lots going on out there. There's a war going on uh, over in Europe right now. Uh, crazy stuff. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, our feckless foe president in the United States is, and his administration is failing miserably. And I believe it's because of the way he was anointed, not elected. Should have never been president. But you have a spiritual battle going on here, folks, in our country and throughout the world. People who are faithless and godless that are trying to prop up ridiculous and awful institutions in a basically a communist ideal that somehow they're going to create uh, this wonderful utopia on earth when everybody's miserable and only a few have everything. Not sure how that works, but for all the ills of capitalism, it's still the best free market economy is the best way to solve most economic problems. And it's been proven over and over again. And But people just do not want to get it because people who are faithless and godless, who aren't subjected to the authority of Christ, want to be God, want to be their own authority, and want to have authority over others, some of them at least, in a big way. Justin Trudeau comes to mind. I think Joe Biden's just feckless. I don't think he knows what he's doing half the time. And I think he's got people handling him that that are evil, that are simply evil. When you don't put your faith and trust in Christ, you inherently are evil. All humans are inherently evil. Without God, without the grace of God, there go I, says Paul. So we're looking at faith. We started out this year looking at the Bible from Genesis onward and looked at some of the historical things and the fact that God created the earth. And now we're, we're doing more of a word study approach to some things. And uh, we're looking at, at faith itself and how faith is described in the Bible, the different ways in which uh, we're called to faith, the different ways in which faith is manifested. We're in the book of 2 Corinthians today. 
And I'm going to start out in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, under the glory of God by us. Now he which is establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given the urn of the Spirit in our hearts, the yearn of the Spirit in our hearts. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you I came not, as yet unto Corinth, not for that we have dominion over your faith. In other words, Paul doesn't control what you believe, but are helpers of your joy. But we're here to encourage you in the joy that you have in Christ. For by faith all of you stand. You know, we see this today in our uh, world, in this Ukrainian-Russian uh, conflict, the President Zelensky, the guy in Ukraine, standing strong in faith in his people and in uh, the freedom that they desire as a, as a people and as a country and that they don't belong to Russia. They are their own independent country. And you have a lot of people in this country, in the United States of America, who stand for the same thing. You had truckers in Canada who were standing for that. And yet, the evil dictator, Trudeau, is trying to go after their finances, trying to go after all these things, just because they are going against government mandates for shots, for COVID-19, shots that do not work, and things of this nature. It is astronomically ridiculous what these people want to implement. And it's the same old adage, it's the people in the cities against the more rural folks that is transpiring before us. But in Russia and Ukraine, it's the mindset of the, the dictator sect. Folks like the guy running China, the guy running Russia, uh, and the people running this country right now, and people running Canada, people running New Zealand and Australia. It is really incredible, people, uh, the point at which we've gotten to in the world. But God knows what's going on. It's not a surprise to him. And that's what makes it, a, to me, a beautiful thing. He knows what's going on. So we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Going on to chapter 4 in Second Corinthians. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Now, does that sound like best life now? There are people out there that preach that. The name it, claim it folks, folks that say you can have your best life now when you put your faith and trust in Christ. That's not what it's about. Some of us might have to suffer a great deal to be like Christ, to do what he's called us to do. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then, death works in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise, us, raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundance of Grace, abundant grace, might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. This whole thing, everything in this life is about the glory of God, people. Giving glory to him for creating us. Giving glory to him 
for saving us, giving glory to him for the fact that we even have life. And so in that, in that sense, it is all about him and what he's done. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For this reason we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being we being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that has wrought us for the very same thing is God who has also given us the yearn of the Spirit. There's that yearn of the Spirit again. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We all walk by faith, people. We all place our faith in something, someone, or something. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Remember what I was talking about earlier? That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are not. We are, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. So, there's going to be a point, folks, that uh, we will all stand before him someday and account for what we've done. Moreover, brethren, we do you to know, desire you to know the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, now that, or how that in great trial of affliction and abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality in order to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same race, grace also. Therefore, as all of you abound in everything, in faith, and utterance, and knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that all of you abound in this grace also. So we are, are encouraged by Paul here to give grace to others. And just to do so in faith toward God, to his glory. I told you before, and I foretell you, that if I were present the second time, and being absent now, I write to them which in time past have sinned, and to all other that if I come again, I will not spare. Since all of you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, which toward you is not weak, but is mighty in you. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Examine yourselves, whether all of you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know all of you, not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except all of you be reprobates. 
but trust that all of you shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that all of you do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that all of you should do that which is honest, though as we be reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, and all of you are strong. And this also we wish, even your perfection. Now, perfection comes through Christ. And again, going back to verse 5, examine yourselves, whether all of you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. You know, that's one thing about the Christian life, and having faith is something that is a continual uh, work. You know, Christ said many times, you need to endure to the end. Those who endure to the end shall be saved. Those who endure will have the crown of life. Those who endure... So it's not something that you can just name it and claim it or pray a prayer once and it's done. You know, I think there's some truth in that, that once you are saved, you're saved. But it's a, it's a walk. It's a life. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's something that defines who you are. You know, there's one of the, the things that drives me probably more insane than many other things is when there's an expectation somehow that when you enter public service in this country now, or when you're a teacher at a public school or a administrator at a public institution, that somehow your faith has to be canceled out, that you can't exhibit that faith in what you do and who you are and how you act and how you vote, how you represent others, that somehow your faith has to be separated and we all have to be secular humanists in our government that the idea of separation of church and state goes that far, that it says you cannot even utter the word Jesus Christ or you'll be condemned for all eternity. What? No, your faith is who you are. Your faith is part of, and I, it makes me think about Joe Biden making the claim that he doesn't believe in abortion, yet he's not going to force his belief on somebody else. Well, by doing that, you're forcing your belief on somebody else or someone else's belief on the rest of us, I should say. It's a better way to say that. That those who are pro-abortion, you're forcing their faith on us, those who don't believe in abortion. So you have to make a choice, people, to stand for faith, to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ and be open about that and like, hey, he's my Lord. I serve him above all else. And I respect people who do that. So let's uh, think on these things. And as we look at the the world, uh, the world's always going insane, right? I mean, there's there's really, when you don't put your faith and trust in Christ and you don't honor God the way he is honored, it says in the Bible, you you know, you, you can't have wisdom then. You can't have wisdom without fear of the Lord. And starting from that premise, starting from the fact that we're created beings. So, so the Russians are still going after Ukraine. And there's a lot of, a lot of pushback. Biden's getting a lot of pushback in his, or uh, Putin, Putin and Biden, isn't that great? Uh, in his own country. And, uh, it's interesting to see what's what's happening with all that. Of course, 
you know, oil's going crazy. There's economic issues uh, abound in this country. And all Biden had to do was just stay the course and what Trump had already put together. Guy had a roaring economy going. It was coming back beautifully after the pandemic hooey that we all had to go through that um, all these overreaches by government that happened. So State Department urges American citizens to leave Russia immediately. So I don't wonder what that means. And Bill Barr comes out and torches Trump, blames him for January 6th. Imagine that. You know, Bill, I'm sorry, man. You know, he's a creature of the state, obviously. And uh, Trump made a wrong turn with him. He would have been a lot better having a different uh, attorney general. Because they aren't political creatures anymore, folks. Um, it used to be the attorney general was supposed to be separated from the president. You know, and I wonder if we shouldn't elect that office in general. I mean, in at most states, it's an elected office. It's not someone someone that's appointed. And it's uh, as a chief justice officer. I mean, you're gonna you would get into nowadays. The only problem with that is if you pick someone of a different party, they're going to be investigating that person all the time, unless they're a Republican. And the... Anyway, looks like Trump still got his grip on the Republican Party. Him and Ron DeSantis are well ahead of all other candidates in the CPAC straw poll. If Trump isn't there, Ron DeSantis blows everybody else out of the water, which I would wholeheartedly agree with. I'd love to see him run. But again, folks, we don't put our faith and trust in men. We need to turn to God. We need to turn to Jesus Christ and say, Lord, please, please help us. Help these people. Help this planet that is yours. And God allows bad things to happen because it turns people to him, I think, in a lot of ways. And it shows the glory of righteousness, of right things when bad things happen. So just like you can't have good without bad as a definition, if something is good and defined to be good, then something else has to be bad. I don't think you can have love without hate and uh, righteousness without sin. There's something in there. You know, again, how God allows that or defines it or what he says in that capacity, I think we get a lot of glimpses of in the Bible, but he doesn't come out and say, hey, these are the 10 reasons why I allow evil in the world. You know, some people have a hard time with that, that he allows evil and therefore he can't be a good God. Well, that's your opinion, maybe. But if God is God, then he's over and above your opinion. It doesn't really matter what your opinion is. But... Anyway, so let's be in prayer for the people of Ukraine and be in prayer for each other. <clears throat> Pray for our leaders in this country and in the state of Illinois, for crying out loud. Pray for me to <clears throat> help counties in the northwest sector of Illinois figure out how to secede to Iowa. That would be a beautiful thing. Anyway, have a super day, folks. Uh, enjoy your Monday. I'm going to be uh, on the road this week, 
So we'll have some stuff this week, but then I'm going to take a week off and be with the family. So have a great day. And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done. For my mama, for my friends, for your love that never